That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody, and thanks for being with us on The Great America Show. Welcome. I'm Lou Dobbs, and I'll be your guide and faithful servant as we go on our frequent and not always scheduled expeditions into some of the darkest and most dangerous low-lying regions of the swampy Potomac Basin. We're embarking now on just such an expedition, as always, in search of truth, justice, and the American way. All in terrible peril in these decadent days of the Biden regime. But today, we're called into such a forbidden and treacherous land by new developments in the Biden family corruption scandals. And here we go. The FBI celebrating the three-month anniversary of the discovery of classified documents in President Biden's Chinese-supported think tank, the Penn Biden Center. Last in Biden's possession first in his scandal. That was back on November 2nd, you remember, six days before the midterm elections, and then that mysterious leak to CBS News right after the elections. CBS News then told us exactly what the Biden regime had wanted them to tell us. This whole scandal has been a crazy time. Now the secret documents have showed up also in Biden's Wilmington home, his garage, and in at least one other place near the garage, but we're not told the exact location. Not at all. But we do know not in that garage. And now the president's vacation home is being searched by the FBI. That's in Rehoboth, Delaware. It's even money whether they'll find more classified documents or not. Even money whether or not we'll find out what they actually found. Wow, the FBI and the Department of Justice only gave Biden three lousy months in which to hide or destroy evidence. Biden should file a protest, don't you think, against the deep state for the deep state's lack of consideration for a sitting, even if corrupt, president. And don't forget, this week, either the Biden White House or the Biden Justice Department blocked the National Archives from giving a statement on classified documents found at the Biden think tank to the Oversight Committee. That revelation, by the way, came as Oversight Chairman James Comer questioned the archives' general counsel, who wouldn't say who in the Biden regime blocked the statement's release to the Oversight Committee. So what do you think about all of this? Well, I've decided the swamp must be devouring some of the evidence and some of the people as well involved in the top-secret document scandal Otherwise, we have to believe that President Biden and the Marxist Dems and the deep state are corrupt beyond imagining, corrupt to the bone. That's also the only logical explanation for the Biden regime to throw our southern border with Mexico wide open, an open invitation to millions of illegal immigrants, a wide open invitation, if you will, to the Mexican drug cartels to also smuggle into the United States deadly drugs, ever higher numbers of human smuggling and sex trafficking. 
And that brings us to our guest today on The Great America Show. Here with us today is Congressman Troy Nels of the great state of Texas. He represents the 22nd Congressional District. He is also a member of the Judiciary and Transportation Committees, a former Army officer and sheriff of Fort Bend County, Texas. And great to have you back with us, Congressman. And congratulations on your new assignment to the House Judiciary Committee. What's the first priority of Judiciary in the investigations of the committee. Well, first, Lou, thank you for having me back. I just love being on your show. Thank you so much. I believe that uh, next week we're gonna start hearings and I believe the first hearing is gonna be related to our Southern border. But you know that uh, our representative Jorman, Chairman Jordan is going to, he has a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do on that committee, uh, investigating whether it's the Southern border or looking into classified documents, leaks, the DOJ, the FBI, weaponizing those agencies to go after uh, the great American people. And so we've got a lot of work to do on that committee, but I believe the first one starts up here next week, and it's going to be related to the border, the southern border. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're now looking at the latest Gallup poll of South and Latin America showing that uh, a huge number of people want to come to the United States Uh, about 250 million people are ready to migrate to the United States right now. Uh, All it sounds like to me is the problem, the crisis, is only going to get worse. Exactly. You're exactly right. And when you have a president of the United States that is encouraging people, he was encouraging people to come here before he was even inaugurated uh, on that January 20th. So he's he's all about bringing more and more people in here. I think, you know, and some may disagree with me, but I think this is truly all about, you know, this is intentional. This is about, this is by design because eventually he's thinking all these people entering this country are gonna thank the Democrats and the Biden administration for their newfound freedom and the opportunities they'll have here. And, and they're gambling that they're all gonna turn into Democrats and eventually, there will be run party rule forever. It's a long game with the Democrats on this. I truly believe this is all intentional. Yeah, I don't think there's any <laughs> any doubt when a when an administration has the the, the unmitigated gall to leave a two thousand mile long border wide open to terrorists, to drug dealers, sex traffickers, you name it. Uh, did I mention terrorists? Uh, this is. This is just unbelievable. It's intentional. It's reckless. It's, uh, and by the way, they're indifferent to the consequences and the collateral damages, which have to be somewhere in the hundreds of thousands of dead Americans. Yes, the irresponsible policies in Joe Biden, if you would have just kept your mouth closed when on your first day in office when you were inaugurated, just kept your mouth closed and kept Donald Trump's policies in place with the remain in Mexico, which kept them in Mexico, uh, and it, he, but he didn't. He didn't, he just reversed everything Donald Trump did, and now we have a crisis at our southern border. I believe there are, there are a certain amount of, of news organizations and outlets that are trying to expose the, the threat that we have at our southern border from the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of illegals entering our country, but you're right. The second and third order effects, Lou, 
of, of having these policies, this open border with the fentanyl and the gangs. I mean, it's, it puts the American people last is what it does. It puts the American people last and, and we are going to pay for this for, for years and maybe decades to come. And yet in the midterm elections, this president, uh, this puppet president uh, managed to lose fewer seats in the House of Representatives uh, than historically is the norm. He outperformed. He didn't underperform, despite having some of the most reviled uh, and, uh, and, frankly, devastating policies in the history of the country. How is that? Well, it's, I, I think it's, it's quite clear with some of his messaging, even though his messaging, obviously, if you're a half a brain, you'd understand he can't do that. But look what some of the things that he did and he said before the midterm elections. He's going he's to give everybody student loan forgiveness. So he was reaching out to these 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds, and maybe even up to 25, and saying, hey, listen, vote for me, and I'll clear all your student debt. You won't have any more student debt. So what he was trying to do is just kind of pander to some of those people. And I think in the most part, they believed him. They said that he also talked, you know, tried to coddle up to his union buddies, all the union buddies, as it related to the railroad strike, saying he got that done. In the end, he never got that done. I think, I think he tells a lot of half-truths, quite honestly. He's a very confused man. He's a very confused man. And, and, and honestly, I don't really believe he's in charge of the White House today. I really don't. Well, I agree with you on that. I, I'd like to just take a moment here and talk about who do we think is in charge of that White House. It's interesting that Ron Klain, uh, his chief of staff, announced within days the, after the un the classified documents were uncovered that uh, he he'd just have to be taken off by the state of the union message uh, which is less than two weeks away that's what we call short notice and that suggests that maybe ron klein had had a belly full what do you think yeah i think ron klein's probably looking at these with all the documents and inside the biden home the various locations they found these documents he's probably thinking I'm really on a sinking ship right now, and I better jump off this damn thing before I drown with them. And so maybe he's part of, you know, there's a group. I truly believe there's a group of, of Democrats in, in leadership that know that Joe Biden is not going to be successful if he seeks a second term. Uh, they know that he's struggling right now with some of the issues with his health and his, his mind, his memory. So I think they're going to do everything they can to try to find an alternate, an alternate candidate. And, and I believe these same Democrats in leadership are going to be encouraging uh, the Republicans to, to do a very thorough investigation into these documents, maybe even looking in the Hunter, lap, Hunter Biden's laptop because they want a different candidate. And, and I think maybe Ron is smart enough to see that as well. The writing's on the wall. Uh, they, they don't want to see Joe Biden because Donald Trump will beat Joe Biden in a free and fair election in 2024. Well, first, you know, I, I agree with much of what you said, but first we've got to get to 2024. And I think uh, that we may be a little short of that on terms of making a decision about whether this republic survives or not. Uh, we have a Congress that's doing great things. Your, your Judiciary Committee will be doing great things, uh, Congressman Jordan leading out, James Comer leading oversight. 
uh, you've got a lot of work ahead of you, but what happens uh, between now and 2024 is in the control of the deep state, the Marxist Dems, uh, who, by the way, not only control the Democratic Party, but also this president. Uh, it's a. It looks to me like it's going to be a narrow thing. What do you think? It is, and 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 you know, Leader McCarthy, now Speaker McCarthy, I think he truly understands, and and I know many of us have said that every decision we make in the House of Representatives over this next two years has to be in the best interest of getting the White House back in 2024. Because just look how difficult it is. Uh, not having that White House, all these executive orders, this guy just kind of does what the hell he wants. He has the support of the dishonest media and, and he's getting away with things that, that are just very, very irresponsible and America last. So I believe that we can kind of, we can slow down the bleeding a little bit uh, in the House of Representatives. I don't know what the heck uh, is going on over there in the Senate. We can't expect a whole lot. The Democrats own it. So I don't expect a whole lot coming from the Senate, but we in the House can slow things down, slow some of these irresponsible policies down through spending, through obviously appropriations. And, and I hope that Leader McCarthy, I have confidence that Leader McCarthy will do just that. We must get the White House back in 2024, because if we don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a very, uh, uh, very bad feeling uh, if we don't get the White House back in 2024, uh, as as do I, I think as do most Americans right now. Where it, I think much of the country is watching. Uh, they are, may not be on the edge of their seats, and they may only be casually watching, but they're deeply disturbed by the direction this country is going. That has not changed uh, after the election. Uh, we're also looking at the prospect here that these. These investigations, frankly, uh, will come up with some conclusion, but there seems to be a, a, a rising concern in some quarters that uh, the House has not staffed those committees up fast enough, uh, hasn't, you know, haven't hit the ground running, uh, producing some kind of result. Uh, I, I, I sense from a number of people like, a great deal of impatience. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to agree with that statement. I, as I told you, we come up here, uh, we were off last week, we were here this week. We're spending more time in Congress this year. Uh, I think there's a total of 117 days. Last year, we were in session for 97. So we're going to be up here quite a bit this next year. And I believe under the leadership of James Comer over government oversight reform and Jim Jordan over judiciary, we are going to be doing a great deal of, of work and investigations into the Biden family, into the DOJ, the FBI, COVID. Leader McCarthy has selected the, uh, the committees, the select committees that will oversee COVID and China and the weaponization of, 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 of the FBI and the DOJ. So I think the committees for the most part, Lou, have been populated. And now it's gonna be this coming week, coming up here next week, where they're going to get to work and they're going to be working. They're going to be working. I think they're going to be working hard because the American people want answers. I can see why people are, are, are pressing. They want answers and they want them yesterday. But I'm telling you, the answers are going to be coming. And I hope they understand the left understands what a subpoena means, what a subpoena means. We got to get them in front of our committees.
let's talk about that subpoena power. Uh, you put a subpoena out. Uh, you subpoena, let's say, Merrick Garland. Uh, he's going to tell you to go to hell. You know that. Uh, what happens then? Well, what did they do? What did they do to Steve Bannon and some of the others that that technically didn't uh, didn't agree with the subpoena? Well, then you got to guess you got to hold them accountable, like they try to hold Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, and others accountable. So contempt, right? Isn't it contempt? Uh, so I, I just think you know what? If you have nothing to hide there, uh, Mr. Garland and 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 Mayorkas, DHS Secretary Mayorkas at the southern border, get in front of our committee and and talk to us. Talk to us as to how you can justify what we've seen, what the American people have seen take place at our southern border over the past two years. The tens of thousands of people that are dying from the fentanyl, the crime that we have, and, and you look at these knuckleheads now, these illegals that are in this country committing robberies and burglaries in New York across the entire country. And if you don't think this is a result of your reckless and irresponsible policies, I want you to tell me why. I want you to explain to this committee and the American people why you feel the Biden administration's policies as it relates to the southern border with that nut job borders are we have. You tell me how that's good for America. I want to hear from them. And I think the American people do as well. I, I'm wondering if the committee, if there is a sense uh, on the committee that uh, an what should be, I would think, a ripe area of investigation would be the motivation for the administration to leave that border wide open, knowing full well that sex traffickers, human smugglers, uh, deadly drug uh, smugglers, uh, and are driving driving those folks across that border. The only motivation I can think of is when I look at those four southern, those four border states, the northern states of uh, of Mexico, they're all run by the cartels. On both sides of the border now, there is corruption uh, that reaches deep into America. Uh, we've never seen this before. And shouldn't the Biden administration be investigated for its relationships, the Marxist Dems, the party? investigated for its relationships with the cartels? Shouldn't somebody explain why they haven't gone down there and torn those folks up, whether well, it takes the U.S. military or, or whatever? I agree, Lou, that these cartels at our southern border should be classified. I know that Governor Abbott did it in Texas, uh, classified them as terrorist organizations. I think when Donald Trump gets back in the White House, uh, that will be one of the first things that he does. He, he designates these individuals, these cartels, as terrorist organizations, and I think we should take the fight to them. We need to take the fight to them. If you are a cartel and you are distributing fentanyl, this and that, that should be the last day you're on this earth. We should turn off your lights. Everyone that's down there that are killing the American people by, by this dangerous drug that is, is hitting every, every corner in America. If we don't combat that and take the fight to the cartel, we will continue to lose children and families in this country of ours. And I don't know why in the hell we aren't, we, we're not taking the fight to them now. That is as confusing to me. We need to be going in there. We need to work it with, with Mexico, the Mexican government, say, guess what we're going to do? We're going to come in in the first 40 miles of your border. 
we find out they're dealing fentanyl, where these cartels are, we're going to put missiles into the damn buildings. We have to kill these people. They're killing us. They're killing the American people. This is a, a war we're facing at our southern border, and we need to take it seriously, Lou. Without question. And uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador, uh, the Mexican president, saying that there will not be another meter uh, of the border wall constructed. Uh, he is also talking with uh, President, uh, President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau, the three of them talking about suddenly a North American union. And that certainly a, a condition preceding would be to end all borders between Mexico and the United States, between Canada and the United States. Uh, your thoughts, uh, because this insidious concept is now has been reborn from the Bush years, thanks to President Biden. Uh, crazy, absolutely crazy, and the American people lose on that deal. If that was such a great deal, why does everybody want to come here? We want to keep them in Mexico, don't we? But they don't want to stay in Mexico, Lou. They want to come to the United States of America, the land of opportunity. Listen, we're the greatest country in the civilized world, but we got to have borders. If you want to have a country, you got to have secure borders. And the idea that Mexico to just allow Canada to just have a, a open, just forget the hell of hell with the borders. I, I couldn't support that in any way. I don't know who even would suggest an idea, but it's absolutely crazy. It's un-American. It's un-American. And I tell you, at that point in time, I think the American people would really, really start pushing back. They would push back on that idea. Good. Expose that. Get on television, Joe Biden. Get on television. Do a big press conference and say that's what you want. It'd be your last day in office. Well, I, I, I love the concept uh, that is being his last day in office. But let, let's look at another area of possible inquiry from the Judiciary Committee. It seems to me somebody in the United States government should be telling the American people how many illegal immigrants, the estimate is four to five million just over the course of the, the Biden presidency, which is just about two years old, Four to five million illegal immigrants have come into this country and have been distributed all over uh, America uh, in the dead of night. Are, is your committee going to look into, demand some answers about where are those people, who's paying for them, and what are they doing? Yes, sir. I do believe that. Uh, I do believe that Representative Jim Jordan, an America First patriot, he understands firsthand the crisis, Lou, that we have at our southern border, and he's going to uncover, overturn every stone, every rock, to look behind everything. I have the faith and confidence that Jim Jordan's going to do that with the Judiciary Committee because I tell you, we, we have a problem at our southern border. It's been the worst. This is the worst we've seen it at our southern border, and it must be addressed, and it must be addressed immediately. It, it must be addressed immediately. We cannot continue uh, down this path because it's putting the American people last and the American people are dying as a result of the policies at our southern border. Now, the only cover, the cover that this president has is the dishonest media. It's a dishonest media. That's why I've called and supported the idea for Mayorkas to be impeached because he will look at the camera 
and look at the American people and lie to them. He lies to them and says that our southern border is secure. Joe goes down there, President Biden goes down there a couple of weeks ago, and he was walking around in parking lots. He didn't go to where the areas of concern are. He went everywhere else. They probably cleared out a couple miles for him, made sure that there were no illegal immigrants anywhere around there, and it made it look like everything is just safe and, and, and peachy down there. And when you got the media, the dishonest media, placing that and throwing that on these television sets across the country, uh, I, that doesn't help our situation. So uh, I, I, I just truly believe that we have to expose through judiciary and government oversight reform, we have to expose this administration for the irresponsible policies and the weaponizing of the DOJ and the FBI. And I think we have the two guys in the right spots with Chairman Comer and Jordan to do just that. Well, I, I think you're right. I, I concur. I, I just want to ask how you react to the news that the White House is telling House Republicans that probing the Biden documents, they will only cooperate with, quote unquote, legitimate oversight. It sounds to me like the battle has been joined. Your reaction? Well, I think, well, I think that's exactly the answer we were going to receive from uh, the DOJ. They don't they're not going to. I mean, he works for Garland works for him, so he's going to do everything he can to, to provide some cover for, for Joe Biden. But in the end, I think this is what this is what will keep Joe Biden out of the race in 2024. And quite honestly, I'm disappointed by that. I have to be honest. I want to send Joe Biden 25 bucks because I want him to be the nominee. I truly want Joe Biden to be the nominee in 2024, and he's going to have to deal with Donald Trump because Donald Trump will beat him in a free and fair election. So the DOJ, the FBI, they're going to cover for him. It doesn't help, Joe, it doesn't help Lou, that you find now documents in Mike Pence's home. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going on with vice presidents here, this and that, but hey, Dan Quayle, if you're listening to our great friend Lou Dobbs, check your home. Make sure you have nothing in your home either. But it's just, it's, it's kind of irresponsible uh, for these vice presidents to have these documents in their home when they have no authority to declassify. Uh, uh, so irresponsible. We got we to gotta tighten this up a little bit, Lou. We got to tighten up our national security. Yeah, we got to tighten it up. And we better get a hold of these folks who have the, have the gumption, uh, the gall, to walk out of a skiff with... Uh, highly classified, the highest classification of documents. I mean, somebody, somebody took those documents to get them out. And, and we all know that uh, the American people know that Vice President Biden had to take those documents to get them in his possession, right? Yes. And the concern is, is that who had access to the documents in the garage near the Corvette? You know, Hunter was there. I think that, that this, this Biden family has got to be, in the end, there will be books written on probably the most corrupt political family in our nation's history. That, that, that son of his, I tell you, he, he, he's, he's a problem. He's a problem. He's all about himself. He's made millions. He's selling paintings that I wouldn't hang in my bathroom. I mean, I just don't understand why the media is so protective of this guy. Maybe it's because he does everything they want. Maybe it's because he has done everything, the, 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 the left, the Marxists, all of them, everything that they're, 
that they want this administration is providing. And so maybe that's why they're providing all this cover for him. But I believe that in the end, you're going to find this Biden family is one of the most corrupt families in, in politics in our nation's history. I, again, I, I agree completely. Uh, as to the reason that the my, uh, the media is gives him a free pass and in, and in fact, a big boost as often as they can, is that they're the corporate media. And I underline corporate. Corporate America is really corporate globalist now, but it it is owned by uh, basically a half dozen. Ninety five percent of the media is owned by a half dozen principal corporate owners uh, and oligarchs. If they were in any other country, they would be considered oligarchs. I'm talking about Jeff Bezos with The Washington Post. Uh, these corporations are no longer just the Chamber of Commerce. They are left-wing, pushing left-wing policies uh, and ideology. Uh, they've aligned with the Marxist Dems. They've moved away from you guys and the Republican Party. And it's quite a, a different different deal. As a matter of fact, I think it's fair to say that the Marxist Dems and the deep state are at war with the Republican Party and the American people. Your thoughts? I would agree wholly with that. And, and, uh, and that's why we have to look at big tech and rein in big tech. Uh, when you look at what they're doing, I tell you, I don't know how you feel about Mr. Elon Musk, but I love the fact that he has Twitter. And, and, and I think he, uh, taking over Twitter has really, really exposed some of the Biden family, some of the information as it relates to the cover-ups taking place with Zuckerberg and Facebook and some of these other big tech companies. So investigations need to be conducted into those, those companies as well. And I think the American people in the end will be very, very surprised with what we uncover as it relates to censorship and everything in the 2020 election, and even here in 2022. So I'm looking forward uh, to, the, to the committee looking at big tech and uncovering uh, uh, their, their conspiracy, quite honestly, to keep Donald Trump from, the, from uh, his reelection, as well as trying to keep him off the ballot here in 2024. Well, you you mentioned Elon Musk, and right now I actually think that Elon Musk is the greatest champion in the United States for free speech. Uh, I also, you know, to put it also pointedly, uh, you know, I've got a couple of million folks that follow me on Twitter, but I'm being shadow banned, so I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in him there. Uh, there's still a few uh, renegades running around who don't like conservatives with loud voices. Uh, so maybe you, you'll, when you talk to him, you'll kind of put in a pitch for getting rid of that shadow banning. Right. Well, I, I will say this, Lou, you've got a million followers because people love you. People know that you speak truth. You're an America first patriot. You love this country. You are beginning to realize that we can, you know, if we don't change direction, we won't even recognize our country in the next four to eight to 12 to 20 years. So we have to change direction. This is serious business, folks. This is serious business, what we're dealing with. And we have as a, as a conservative and as a Republican Party, we need to start pushing back. We need to firm up our spine and start pushing back against some of this, this ideology and some of this silliness and, and danger 
that, that we're facing our country as it relates to the Biden administration's policies, big tech, big pharma, and the dishonest media, the greatest threat, in my opinion, to the American people. So uh, I appreciate my time with you, Lou. Guess what I get to do? You talk about how serious we're taking things. I've got a meeting right now uh, taking place here in the next two minutes with our majority leader, Steve Scalise, talking about the border and how we can come up with a plan to make sure that we address the southern border. So I believe that we have the leadership in place to tackle some of these tough issues, and, and that's what I'm going to do. So thank you so much, Lou Dobbs, for who you are and for what you do for the greatest country in the world. Thank you so much. Congressman Troy Nels, great American. And thank you, everybody, for being with us here. Tomorrow, our guest is attorney Mike Davis. He's the founder and the head of the Article 3 Project and the Internet Accountability Project, Fighting Big Tech. Please join us here tomorrow for that and much more. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.